listener production. Warm, enjoyable and chock full of nuts. Just like a sneaky mid-morning brownie. And I can't live without it! It's Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. Oh, did you see a cute little spotless giraffe that got born in a Tennessee zoo? No, I didn't see a spotless giraffe. What happened? Apparently it's the only one in the world. Giraffe with no spots. Yeah, extremely rare spotless giraffe born in Tennessee Zoo. What is it? My work car park when I try to drive in? Never any spots. <laughs> oh my God. It's absolutely infuriating. Don't you hate it? You're just circling forever. It's like, please. Anyway. <laughs> Happy Monday to you. <laughs> what about this? The spots primarily serve as a form of camouflage in the wild, right? But. Mm-hmm. The skin under the spots also has a system of blood vessels that allows giraffes to release heat through the centre of each patch, providing a form of thermal regulation. Damn. Yeah, so apparently it's probably the only one in the uh, in the world that's like this. What is this? Mind blown, mate? We've got to wait till <laughs> Thursday. We've got a big week of all-day breakfast ahead of us before you start blowing our domes, sir. No, that's right. But look, we did want to start a uh, looking cute little good news story before we... <laughs> dive into the <laughs> despair of what's actually going on around the world. <laughs> I mean, it is true, but there was Tell you what, no spots, well. lots of crumbs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Sniffing around all over the place. <laughs> um, producer Bron will also bring in with some uh, good news later on with, with fish. But uh, until then, shall we get cracking? Let's do it. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Hope you're having a good one. This is just the start. Everyone ready? Let's get this show on the road. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Matt and Alex, all day breakfast. Matt, we were so close. So close to making it through a major women's sporting competition, celebrating the incredible athletes, getting swept up in the euphoria of a home team, almost going all the way without misogyny and rubbish people rearing its ugly head. But right at the end, we tripped at the final hurdle. Yeah, we sure did. Look, I mean, there was already a bit of controversy flying about the World Cup recently from one perspective of the goalkeeper to, uh, you know, another with players like Mary Earps, Mackenzie Arnold getting very frustrated. You know, star keepers getting frustrated. They were overlooked uh, when it came to the jersey making uh, of the... Uh, you know, from Nike, who were the uh, official jersey sponsors of many teams. But um, alas, Alex Dyson, it seems like you can't even win a World Cup without being completely disrespected. Yep. Just reached the pinnacle of your, what should be the happiest moment of your How annoying life. is it though? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. You've just won. Best in the world. Yep. Ruined. And, and it's like ruined. It's just, it just takes it away completely for everyone. So if, if you're wondering what we're talking about, um, this was in regards to uh, Jenny Hermoso, a Spanish star of football being forcibly kissed by Luis Rubiales, who is the president of Spain's Football Federation. Um, Jenny says that the kiss was not consensual. The rest of the Spanish team are standing by her and they are declaring that they will not be playing for Spain unless Louis, Mr. Rubiales, is, uh, is ousted. <sighs> he reckons, he, now he says that it was consensual. <laughs> now, not only yeah, that. If he consents to it, sure. 
You, it takes two to tango. It's not only that. The Spanish Football Federation has threatened to sue Jenny Hermoso. Oh, my God. And ah! it also threatened to sue the 79 women's football players who signed a letter in which they refused to play for their country as long as Rubiales remained in the post. So Rubiales is saying that it was consensual and, in fact, Hermoso initiated it by attempting to pick him up and pull him closer to her. They believe that they have video footage and photographs um, that claim that show that Hermoso lifted Rubiales off his feet and was not only a willing but an instigator of the kiss. Now, Hermoso is saying that's simply not true. There was no conversation around it. It didn't happen. It was un requested the kiss we're not playing until you're out why would you instigate it and then come out and say it was non-consensual and then write an open letter and then refuse to play for your cut i don't get how they think that we will believe that argument well rubiales said in a speech on friday where he repeated himself several times i will not stand down i will not stand down um as to the many cheers from the uh mostly Male crowd, um, according to sevennews.com.au, uh, in the rambling speech, he said he was a victim of a witch hunt and fake feminism. And the Federation's defense of him are increasingly seen as a battle that goes far beyond football. Well, it goes far beyond football, but I don't think it's in the, the areas that they believe it does. It's, it's not the only instance recently of a man at a large women's, you know, victory presentation who has made it all about him. Did you see the Man United executive that refused to pass the trophy to the English soccer player, the lioness Alessia Russo? What? Saying no. it was too heavy? What? Oh, mate. <laughs> mate, have a listen to this. If I can ask you to do the honours, John, please. I'll take that from you, Alessia. So, uh, I'm not going to give this to Alex because it's so... Heavy. I've just been in a weight training session. Jason, can you, you can try uh, if you want? I think you can take it quite Hold happily, it. can't you? Hold it. Careful. John, you need to do a bit more weight training. It's not that heavy. Oh, oh no. I'll take this off your hands. You oh, couldn't. Gary, it's so heavy. You, you <laughs> could, your, your arms couldn't handle this, you international <laughs> sporting star. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, well, uh, thankfully, we'll be putting the trophy in the hands of our star, Bronwyn like a little bit later on for Clickfish. But before we get there, something a little bit closer to home, Alex Dyson. That's right. Matt O'Kine hits the sand. Up next. Oh, I'll tell you what, Alex Tyson, I was um, enjoying a very f refreshing swim on Friday morning. Just decided to uh, take a little visit down to one of my favorite places, as you know full well, Port Macquarie. Beautiful part of the world. It sure is. It's just down at Flynn's Beach having a dip. And, um, you know, there wasn't many people in the water, but it was nice and cool. I was commenting, thinking about how nice crystal clear the water was. I always feel better after putting my head under at the beach. Oh. I know that. I know that I do. And every single time I walk in and I'm like, I don't want to do this. 
<laughs> it's awful. It's too cold. It's truly awful. Once you get past the waist, though, you're all good. And every time you're right, you go, oh, gosh, I feel good. Anyway, I had a very refreshing swim. It was great. Couldn't believe how crystal clear the waters was. I was having such a good time. Get home. Click open my computer. There's been a shark attack in Port Macquarie. Boy. And a serious there. one as well. I texted you A really you about serious it. one. And Father I did, two. And I didn't hear back. I thought it was you. Oh, I know. Well, that's it. You, you messaged saying, hey, this has happened. Toby Begg, um, gentleman's name, 44. He's in a stable condition, critical, but stable. John Hunter Hospital had a couple of surgeries on what has been called a significant leg injury um, at Lighthouse Beach. That's only the, like the next swimming beach up from where I was. Mm. I get the old Shark Smart app out. And I don't, I'm actually, I don't know whether I've done the wrong thing here in downloading this app. Shark you heard about smart. this shark smart? No. Well, it just, you know, they set up these drum lines down the, you know, down the eastern coast of New South Wales. Now, are drum lines good? Are they the ones that kill the sharks that go past? No, they're baited, they're baited sort of hooked baits, mm. bait, baited hooks or whatever. The shark gets it, they catch the shark and they release the shark. Right. But they tag it and then they know where it is and they can track it. Gotcha. But, um, these... I tell you what, I'm getting more alerts than I, <laughs> than I care to know about. Every single, let's say every 10 minutes, a, a shark getting bloody nibbling on this bait just out yeah. the front of the beach. I mean, that's, that is the issue of putting bait out in the water. <laughs> it doesn't sound <laughs> like it's sending the sharks away. Well, I, hey, I don't know if you know this, the water is full of bait. <laughs> like there mm. is bait. You know those fish? That's bait mm. to a shark, all those fish. Mm. So, um, so anyways, but it was exactly this attack. Um, and thankfully the father of two is still alive. It was, it was at the exact time that I was in the water. One of only a couple of people at this beach. Mm. Now you're usually and more scared of jellyfish. Have sharks overtaken jellyfish as your number one concern at the beach? I'm starting to get a little bit nervous about them. Yeah. Cause then I read a few articles and people are like, oh, you'd be shocked to know how many sharks are just around. Well, they do live there. It is true. I mean, I am but a tenant of their investment property. They're not a landlord. They're a sea lord. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the lord right. of the sea rather than the lord of the land. And it just made me think like how close, because they also did some drones over the top of Port Macquarie, like, you know, while to see if they could find the shark that did the attack. And they saw a small great white um, just at Flynn's around about the time I was there. And then, of course, at Town Beach. And I'm starting... Did you get on the drone footage? Were you in the water? No, I didn't. Doing a bit of doggy paddle? <laughs> Mate, I'm not that desperate for a gig. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, there's a camera. Yeah, I get Start my at the Shakespeare beach. monologue. <laughs> Please, can I use this as an audition tape? To see or not to see? <laughs> um, but we do hope that that um, gentleman from Port Macquarie is all good. Witnesses believe it was a 3.8 to 4.2 meter great white shark. I saw a little bit of footage beforehand, a little ripple in the water. Some A photographer taking actual photographs mm. of the surfers. And there's footage of, uh, you know, the shark just about to, well, only seconds before it. It was a 30 second. The, the man was believed to be fighting off the shark for about 30 seconds. That would feel like a very long time. It would feel like forever getting pulled under, etc. Really terrifying stuff. The board bitten in half mm. um, at the end there. And uh, yeah, you just got to, oh, it is enough. I mean, it didn't stop me from getting in the water yesterday or the day before, but it mm -hmm. was like, 
I wasn't out there catching the waves. Not as you know, relaxing think, as Yeah, previously. it's going to take me a, yeah. like every little bit of seaweed. I was like, oh, is that it? You know, I was like freaking. Mm. So um, hopefully it doesn't deter too many people from, you know, from getting out there, enjoying the beach. Yeah. And statistically, it's always, you know, it is, it is terrifying to think about. But when, when people present the statistics of, you know, shark attacks and encounters and stuff compared to other everyday activities. Oh yeah. Know. Driving to the studio, mm. way more likely. Yeah. Something terrible is going to happen. Um, but doesn't stop you from worrying about it. From the wa- it just mind of wandering. Whenever you can have been completely unaware of a dangerous situation. Oh, there's the talk back. You know? Because you're sitting there just enjoying. I was thinking, how beautiful is this? How beautiful is this? Meanwhile, mm. there's probably a great white just having a little look at me. Cruising past. Thinking. Should I? <laughs> should I shoot my shot? <laughs> should, I, should I take it now on the little human sushi train? So Anne got in touch with us, said, I stepped on a brown snake thinking it was a hose. Oh, my gosh. Tell you what, I'm, you're lucky you didn't try to, you know, take a little snippet out of it to uh, play the old Gatorade saxophone. <laughs> you're thirsty, drink straight from the straight from the source. <laughs> Stuff, you know, in summer, just hose cover that. Passing the footy around in the backyard, <laughs> yeah. grab it. Woo! Up to the up to the old <laughs> mouth hole, Bridie. As a kid, I played with a spider in the garage all the time. Turns out it was a redback, and I would just touch it nonstop. What? Just patting her little redback spider <laughs> the garage. My friend. It just goes to show, you know, that not all creepy crawlies are out to get us. I mean, that. do you know what? That redback honestly would have been like, finally, someone, <laughs> someone who can hug me. Yeah. <laughs> Naomi said, I didn't see the croc sighted recently sign before going swimming in the waterfall. Oh. You know you don't want to see that sign on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember when we went to the Okavango Delta staying uh, with my dad mm. um, on a little bit of a safari in Botswana. And there was a sign saying, you know, be careful. Hippos are about. Yeah. And I remember thinking, yeah, whatever. I was out there by the <laughs> banks taking photos and stuff like that. Yeah. Meanwhile, I've, they're like, I've no, played, someone got. <laughs> I've played Hungry Hungry Hippos. <laughs> These guys are just after some <laughs> cute little white balls. They're not going to come after me. Yeah, no, there had been genuine attacks at that very resort um, mm. and deaths. So there you go. Greg said, when I was trekking out to see lava in Hawaii, I almost stepped in some. <laughs> <laughs> the ground was literally lava for Greg and he almost stood in it. Needed to jump up on the couch. Not a couch in sight. I'm sorry, Greg. <laughs> Lucy, I also almost touched a live alligator in the Everglades thinking it was a statue. <laughs> Why would... Did the did the alligator have a little hat in front of it? A little plaque underneath. You know, <laughs> that would be a good, a good ploy, wouldn't it, from the alligator? Yeah, well, it I'm would. not an alligator. I'm just a, I'm just a, a mime alligator <laughs> pretending to be a statue. Yeah, just walking down Burke Street Mall and there's this gold painted alligator there, <laughs> getting into different poses. <laughs> click, 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 click. 
I tell you what, on my trip to Ghana, I listened to a lot of Spice Girls holler. <laughs> uh, it being one of the 12 songs I decided to take on the trip with me for a month. But that <laughs> camera sounds like the type of device that would take a pixelated photo of a beach floaty, okay? There is no excuse. Yeah. For pixelated photos in 2023. When are we going to get... It's the same with Bigfoot and the Yeti. It's the same with the Yowie. It's even same, the same with these alien crafts. Like, you've got military technology on the front <laughs> yeah. of these planes, and it's like a little light that flies <laughs> off to the side. You're like, please, <laughs> zoom in. Get, like, get a better camera. Change yeah. lenses. Anything. Um, well, look, there is actually a big festival that's happening at the moment. Um... The biggest survey of the lake for 50 years um, includes people from all around the world watching the waters remotely on webcams. Oh. So uh, to seek evidence of Nessie using thermal imaging drones, infrared cameras, and a hydrophone to detect underwater sounds in the lake's murky waters. So this is the biggest event that has taken place in 50 years to try and find Nessie, and it's happening this weekend. So we shall find the truth. Sooner or later, no doubt. We look forward. When you said the biggest festival happening, I thought you meant Fire Festival, which just sold out. Uh, Fire Fest 2? Are you going to yeah. go? Did you get ticks? I didn't get ticks. I missed out. Bron, did you get ticks? No. <laughs> they haven't announced where it's happening or who is playing, but it is sold out. <laughs> Have we not learned anything? The only anything? thing we know about it is how terrible it was last time. Do you time. know how it's so funny that people are like, they just want to be hurt so badly? <laughs> The amount of people that do things for the memes is like <laughs> what they put themselves through for that, like eating a big um, spoon of cinnamon or something like that, going to fire festival. All these things just oh, trying to get those likes. Oh, well, uh, thank you very much, Bron, for joining us. Shout out to all the Nessies out there who, uh, who keep on keeping on. And thank you for listening to another episode of Matt and Alex All Day Breakfast. We hope you're having a good one. That's it. We'll be back with another large episode for you tomorrow. Until then, enjoy yourself and we'll catch you soon. That's it. The All Day Breakfast kitchen is closed. Got something to add to the show? Slide into our DMs at matt.and.alex.